Welcome to Commissioner Evaluation Show. I'm John Glenn. You can find me on X at John Glenn 75 Only four more weeks of the fantasy regular season games left to play. How'd you guys do in your fantasy by apocalypse? Lots of crazy weeks this week. Uh, lots of crazy weeks coming up. So let's get to the show. Let's breeze through some commissioner questions, some week 10 injuries, some week 11 waiver targets, uh, some quick hits, team by team quick hits. We'll review some trades that went down in my Mighty Glenn home dynasty leagues. And then we'll evaluate a team to see if it's a go for now win team or a... Uh, Start selling. This, week, this week's one's kind of interesting, so I'm kind of looking to hear what you guys have to say because it's in a real bad situation. Or it's a good and bad situation, so we'll go about that. But uh, I had to work. First of all, it's my daughter Maggie's 20th birthday today, so we've been running around, taking her off for breakfast, getting her nails done, uh, you know, all digger shopping, all kind of stuff like that. So it's been one of those days. I've been I've been playing daddy for uh, the last like six hours, making my daughter happy. So that's what you got to do. She's one of four. She's my third. Uh, my second youngest daughter and my third kid. So she's 20. I'm, I'm old. I have a 27 year old, 22, 20, and 18 year old. So that's what happens when you turn 49. You start having all these kids get older on you. It is what it is. But <laughs> happy that I had to work midnights last Thursday. So I only had to watch, uh, listen to the Bears game instead of wasting my eyes watching the game because it's, it's just sounded like a shit show, let alone watching it. But I got off with Sunday, 7 a.m. Sunday morning, got home at 8, had some friends over at McGlynn's Pub, a.k.a. my garage, and started popping tabs, and I bought a case of bodegas, which is a uh, wonderful uh, uh, Mexican beer, and then drained some Orange Jameson, so made it all the way to the end of the, ter- the terrible Raiders-Jets game, so I watched uh, a whole day, eight hours uninterrupted of uh, the red zone, I get in and, uh, got back to a full day of going back to sleep at night, I, but I made it through the entire day of football, drinking beers with my friends and home league guys and shit like that, so... I'm on vacation this week. I'm hitting Southern Illinois, going deer hunting with my son, Stephen, about 15 of my friends. We are stopping on the way down there at JT. JT, where am I stopping at? Project 47 Smokehouse. This is JT's own bar. He owns a restaurant and a brewery. So I'm about two-hour drive straight south of me. I'm going to head to my my co-host uh, Smokehouse on the way down there. We're going to eat tons of food. So th- we'll get to meet up and hug each other and make out and all the other shit like that. So it'll be a good lunch. It'll be fun to have you guys. <laughs> Me and my son are some eaters, man. So you better, uh, we're going to, we're going to order the left side of the menu and we'll probably finish it all. So, so but, uh, where's this at one more time? Where, like, 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 sorry, I heard Smokehouse and Brewery and I blacked out because I'm hungry right now. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a small town called Muhammad, Illinois, just outside of Champaign, Urbana, where the University of Illinois is. We're about 10 minutes from there. So I'm about two hours south of Chicago where John lives. So okay, yeah. cool. So like when I when I go visit the in-laws in Chicago, I know where I can escape and rock. Like I'll drive two hours, fuck it, to get away from families. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're or in Chicago. By John's garage. You can hang out in John's garage. Mm-hmm. You'll be you'll you'll be set. There you go. Where do you live at in Chicago? Elmhurst. 
Oh yeah, you're uh, you're uh, the far west suburbs. Yeah, it's uh, mm. they're that's Elmhurst, about twenty minutes south of me. So you're really in, Elmhurst isn't really that far from or twenty twenty five minutes northwest of me. So not uh, that's not too bad at all. When you're in town, let me know, man. I'll go out for a couple beers. I'll take you out for some Chicago food. Hell yeah. But uh, that's uh, so I can't wait. That's tomorrow morning. We'll be deer hunting all the way till Sunday. So uh, good uh, good times. So we have to make it. You know. Uh, well, anyway, Yeager, tell us, tell us about yourself, where everybody can find you on uh, all the platforms, what you do in the fantasy football world that makes people want to follow you, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, first off, not a lot of people know this because my name is Hart. It's a Hart J. I'm named after Mick Jagger and Bob Dylan. Uh, my, my biological mom liked to party hard and loved rock and roll. And I'm the result of that. So, <laughs> uh, you can find me at fantasy blue chip. Most of my stuff is over at football guys. I help over at dynasty DGens, Um, and then I host dynasty hour on Wednesdays. So, um, I'm all over the place. Like I said, like, like most people, my resume is on Twitter where I keep all my stuff until that platform finally dies for real. I don't know if it ever will. <laughs> No, it seems to be the go-to place still for most. There's a lot of other things like the the, the alter ego of Twitter opened up. I forgot what it was called, but then Twitter turned into X, and then there's been another other platforms to try to opening and stuff. I don't know. I think Twitter's just. I think so many people are just used to how Twitter works that it's just it's probably the uh, the, the the steady you know place for contributing, I guess. But it's fine with me. I, I'm old. I, I don't like change, so it's it's perfect. I'm yeah. probably gonna stay here. So, <laughs> what's your favorite thing to do in fantasy football? Ranking, podcasting, like your 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 uh, social media stuff. Like, what, what's your favorite thing to do? Editing. Well, uh, my favorite thing to do is, um, I guess, videos. And like, I guess my style. I'm kind of one of the few that only do the way that I do it. You know, I write them like a stand-up set. That's my niche. That's what I like to do. And that's out of that is podcast doing this, talking to other people. You know, I'm not just arguing on, you know, Twitter or something like that, actually having a nuanced conversation with other people. You know, like like if it doesn't just provide entertainment, which most of the time it does, it's even just for me, it's pretty enlightening. You know, you can't just always live in a um a bubble like an echo chamber so always go talk to to different people yeah absolutely absolutely uh tell me about a day away from the desk at the content creation family pets music hobbies all that kind of stuff what do you what do you what do you what does jagger may do on the uh on, on his free time uh free time's comic books uh like i'm working on writing one right now i'm a huge collector behind me i've got uh, all my my most expensive ones displayed. Then I have a. I, I don't have the kids yet. Um, I got two dogs and a cat, and I feel overwhelmed. So I'm always really impressed that content creators that have kids. I'm like my dog's pacing around, looking at me like I owe her money because she needs a walk right now, <laughs> waiting for me to get done. So uh, th- those are my kids for right now. So take your time. They're no hurry. These kids are the ones <laughs> yeah. they come. They're they're a handful, man. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, what's your favorite food when you're glued to TV watching Red Zone on Sunday afternoons? Man, I'm classic. I, I don't think you can go wrong with some wings. There's so many different sauces, so many different ways to dip them. I'm the, I, I don't get tired of wings. Like I, I don't I get that so many people love chicken tenders and chicken nuggets, but like to me, a wing is just an elevated like chicken tender and chicken nugget. And I'm not like a little softy who can't eat off the bone. So give me wings 10 times out of 10. Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings? 
the real answer is neither. But if I have to pick, it's Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Project 47 Wings, man. Project that's where 40s. it's at. I'm going to find out about them Project 47 that's Wings right. this weekend. <laughs> What's the best thing at your restaurant, JT? What am I ordering this week? I saw the double the double uh, hamburger with the pulled pork on there, too. I'm, uh, that's right up my alley. Yeah, the Sloppy Jake gets a double smash burger with uh, bacon, jalapeno, uh, cheese, pulled pork on it on a uh, Texas toast. It's fire. Our Cuban, our barbecue Cuban is a little bit different than your typical Cuban. It's really good. Um, a brisket's always a big seller. Pulled pork's always a big seller. But uh, the, the smoked wings, we sell a ton of our smoked wings as well. That Yep, that's yeah, smoked wings right there. Mm. Yeah, smoked wings are good. There's a place on Roosevelt and Ashland, right by UIC, that we used to go to for lunch every day at work. And it was, uh, they had a double Euro burger and with tons of that cucumber sauce on there. It was, so it was a double half pound burger with about a, a pound of, or a half pound of Euro meat on there with cucumber sauce and grilled onions. And it was on, uh, like bread, but they had pita, like on both sides too. It was absolutely awesome. It was like 12 bucks, but man, it fills you the fuck up, man. It was, it was, it was, I say, that thing food, sounds man. monstrous. It was great. It was awesome. Absolutely outstanding. So, all right, cool. We've got some commissioner questions here. Uh, Jager, what's a, what's a fun format you would encourage everybody to try Like that, that's in the normal league? Superflex, tight end premium, and something different that you tried that you like? Um, I guess like uh, this year I didn't get super adventurous, and I, I didn't want to add too many leagues. So I do like, like Superflex, tight end premium, Dynasty is my bread and butter on there. But mm-hmm. one thing that I've like, I know this is crazy. One thing that I really like, I like Dynasty IDP. Like not enough people do it. And I know that like, that's, that's something that's like, to my opinion, it's old school. IDP has been around a long time, you know, and it's something that I did try one time and it was like a little bump of crack, just a little bit. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh yeah, I need, I need a little bit more of this. And I'm like, can we get more complex? Can we get individual positions (laughs) and not just like, like a, like a IDP flex positions and stuff like that. So that's something that like, especially this off season, I would like to consume other people's content and get a little bit more in, you know, cause, uh, I don't know if you guys are like me, but the whole purpose of this is trying to create um, the like real football as much as possible. No one's going to let me run an NFL team. So, you know, like give, give me some IDP and I can get just a little bit closer. There's a guy right above you. There's a guy right above you on the screen. There's a guy right above you on the screen that does IDP rankings for DLF. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I love IDP, John. I keep telling him he, I got to get him in a league. He's never done an IDP league. I love IDP. I'm in a bunch of IDP dynasty leagues where we play full, like, 22 man rosters full 11 starters on defense 11 stars offense it's uh it's pretty crazy but uh, i'm trying to talk john into one next year we'll see if we can get him involved in one but i love idp but we don't usually get to talk about that on the show because john john's not an idp guy (laughs) maybe one day maybe one day. i i I commission a bunch of homies in chicago land area so jager if you're ever well, if you come down when you're gonna make it for a rookie draft one of these days or a brand new startup or shit like that. We meet up for do uh, individual stuff for all my dynasty home leagues. Uh, they're 12 team, 30 team deep, uh, tight ends, tight end premium, super flex. And it, you know, there's a bunch of people all over Chicago area, you know, that are in these leagues, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, uh, Patrick Morris and uh, Nick Scripp and a bunch, you know, all the dudes that live around this area. JT's in my league this year, uh, all kind of people that are that are writers podcasters content creators you know it's not it's you know it's, it's a lot of people that everybody already knows kyle august you know I, I mean there's there's tons of people in my leagues but it's all in-person stuff we have rookie draft lotteries we have uh you know bingo ball uh draft lotteries for picks one to six depending on your you know the bracket for the rookie drafts and stuff you know it's it's uh they're they're super fun so oh here we go 
I mm. smell a dynasty IDP might have been league forming. Oh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> ah, there we go. That's what I'm talking about, Chris. Maybe, That's what Chris. I'm talking about. Chris just had a good week. I love Chris it. Had a, yeah, Chris had a decent week this week in our home league. So he's uh, his team's up and coming, man. I, I like what he did here. So I won a couple weeks in a row, and then I finally, uh, Tim George just smacked me this week, staying I undefeated. I, after I was uh, trying try to, try to knock off the undefeated team, I couldn't get it done. Yeah, he's ten and zero now. That guy, he's he's set for right now, but he's he's in for a good time, not a long time. So this might be his only. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, at what point in time does the commissioner have the right to step in and veto a trade in, in, in let's just say a redraft or a dynasty league? Jager, I'll go with you. Jager, I'll go with you first. Um, the, to me, it's if it's just blatant collusion. Like I will let a lot of shit go. You know, you roast them and shame them in the group chat or whatever if it gets really bad. But if it's blatant uh, collusion, then you got to step in. Like personally, in like my home league, and one of them, we had one pop up where it, a guy, it's kind of his like second dynasty league. So like people were kind of propping him up to do collusion without telling him he was doing collusion. <laughs> so yeah. it was like a weird thing. That's like, I was like, bro, I can't punish you. Cause you didn't know better. I was like, but you fuckers who told him to do it. Like, I don't even know how to, how to punish you. Cause it's right. like, technically you got someone else to do the dirty work. You know? <laughs> I had to take morning. advantage of the new guy. Got to take advantage of the new guy. Exactly. That's what happens. <laughs> someone just sent me this trade this morning in a dynasty Superflex, which, you know, it's, if Jalen Hurts was one side, the other side was Jordan Addison, a 24 second, a 24 third, a 25 first, 25 second and third for Jalen Hurts. You know, so that's it's Jordan Addison, 24 second and third, and a 25 first, second and third for Jalen Hurts in a Superflex dynasty. It's uh, I mean, it's it's, it's a rip off, but I mean, at the I, same I, time, it's, it's not enough. I mean, you'd have to like uh, you'd have to be desperate to try to move. That's not enough for Hertz. I mean, the way he's no. playing right now, you need a couple firsts. I, I, I mean, for at least. Yeah. Hertz is think? a top three dynasty asset right now in Superflex. Yeah. It's just like, like regardless, like I, I think he's a franchise quarterback. Is he a top three quarterback overall? Probably not. But again, for our purposes of fantasy, that tush push, baby, it's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. I mean, he's got two touchdowns a game almost on the tush push alone. Yeah. It's I just ever get tackled to the fucking one yard line on the Eagles. I don't get how he, that's ridiculous. Every game, everybody gets tackled on the one and he scores. I'm like, how does no one ever get in the end zone? Like every time they re, every time they run the replay, I'm like, oh, they're going to count him down. They're going to say his knee touch. It's going to be down on the one yard line. It happens every time. Yep, yeah. DeAndre Swift, man, like he's I own a lot of him, and he's been he's been fine. But he'd be fucking fantastic if they let him get a carry. If you're in a redraft league, I'm not I'm not in very many redraft leagues, and there's not a lot of ones that already have a trade deadline. But um, ones that don't, do you allow trades that are when people or even in like uh, I wouldn't say dynasty because dynasty trades all the time, but in redraft leagues. Do you allow teams teams to trade that are mathematically mathematically eliminated? No, um, I don't. So there's no <sighs> way for this team to make the playoffs, and there's playoff teams in there right now. So would you allow a team that's in the playoffs to trade? With, if you were, if there was a team that was undefeated and there's a guy that hasn't won a game all season long, and you know this guy's trying to go for it, what is the incentive in a redraft league to make that trade possible? I don't think it's I don't think you should because. What's the incentive for this guy who's 0 12 or 0 10 right now to trade? He's not making the playoffs. There's no, I mean, as a commissioner, you kind of have to say, no, that's, there's, there's no reason for that guy to trade. So it, you have to be 100% mathematically eliminated from the playoffs by points, 
by your record, by whatever the deal may be, whatever your rules are. But there's, I, I think at some point in time, you still allow trading for teams that are playoff bound. Or if you have a shit bracket, those teams can play against each other. You know, a shit bowl, those teams can play, trade against each other, but not the, the bottom the bottom bracket to the top bracket if those teams are actually eliminated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I know for me, wow. it's um, it, that's why you have trade deadlines. Like a lot of them are now, a lot of them were last week on there. And, and luckily I don't do a lot of redraft anymore because of shit like that. Like you said, like, I feel like out of all the things we say with dynasty, everyone's in there for like a long time. Mm-hmm. So everyone is like willing to at least come to a conclusion in a redraft. I feel like everyone's got a loaded gun and just ready to pop off and do something. Like I've had a dude drop his whole team because like, like he clearly cheated. And I'm like, dude, you cheat. He's like, you know what? Fuck you, man. And then just like drops this whole team. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's like a whole fucking problem now. You know? <laughs> so like yeah. with redraft, it's trade deadline. And then if I have serious people, like say if we all had a redraft league, where I know you guys are like some real mofos who like understand, then I'll put in those. If you're like mathematically limited, you're done trading, you know, and then you'll, you'll be willing to listen. But a lot, especially like the, the normies, uh, as I like to affectionately call them, you know, that are like ESPN leagues or something like that. Just give them the trade deadline and just pray. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pray nobody like goes in there and does something crazy. Well, a lot of my redraft leagues, um, we just don't see a lot of trading in the last 15 years I've been in the league. It's very rarely our teams making trades and usually it's because people are like, well, it's only this season. If I trade and make you better, like that hurts me. So like, it's very rare that people will make a trade unless it's like an obvious, like I need a QB and you've got an extra third QB and I'm going to trade you for a running back. Cause I'm desperate. It, it happens very rarely. Most leagues I do that are home leagues that I commission. I do keeper. So that keeps teams involved. So then when guys are making trades, I always do two weeks out or three weeks out from the playoffs. So you have to like make a decision right away. Like, am I going for it? And if I'm not, I'm trading. And if I'm trading, why am I trading? Well, I'm trading to get either draft picks for next year or I'm trading to get keepers guys that maybe, you know, got drafted really late and I can get as like a 15th round keeper next year. And I can trade them a guy that was my first round pick this year that I'm not going to keep anyway. So that's how it works in a lot of my leagues. The guys are making trades is you've got to make that decision of going for it or not. And a lot of times if people are making trades, it's because they're bettering their situation for the next year. So you don't have to worry about them just unloading players for no reason for one season. But uh, yeah, I've never really run into that situation other than I did have a league where a guy and his wife were in the league and they broke up and the guy got mad and just dropped his whole team <laughs> like right before the playoffs. And I was like, uh, waiver wires came up. I'm like, pause everything. Like, cause this guy's whole team was out there. I'm like, Whoa, what are we doing with this? So that, that is, a, that's a, you know, hopefully you don't ever have that situation in your leagues, but I know what you mean. There's just somebody goes off the, off the deep end and does something nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What's a what's a rule that you want your commissioner to implement in your leagues next year? Like a point for first down, or or a tight end premium, or like a, uh, a you know a, a, a tiered scoring system. Uh, let's say you started a brand new dynasty league next year. What's something that you don't have in your leagues right now that you'd love to see your commissioner in, implement in a new startup? Jay, Actually, it's you? like uh, Scott Fishbowl, man. Like I, I definitely like taking things from that. Like I think the points per carry is like the the, the new thing because like one, it kind of offsets. Um, the grinder running backs from the PPR Kings, you know, like your, like your David Montgomery's have just as much value of, of Jameer Gibbs, you know, even though Jameer Gibbs has the passing 
um, upside because you're getting that little extra bump on carry. So I think that's a, a cool way to help level out um, a level out things. I also like to um, reward big plays too, because um, uh, I think um, for like wide receivers, you also have that PPR thing where like guys who aren't, let, let's say, aren't appreciated because they make all their bread and butter on three or four catches, but uh, still have value to a team. How do we give them value in the fantasy? So I think like getting like big play boosts is just another way to help kind of balance everything and like give you other levels to pull and a different way to build a team. Yeah. Sleeper has limited. You can't even get like a 500 point passing bonus. They can't have it. Like Fantrax has a bunch of those kind of bonuses for that. And MFL does too, but MFL's app is terrible. You know, that's the only thing with MFL. Mm -hmm. I better use, you know, if I'm going to have all the bonuses and stuff like that, I probably want to use like fan tracks or, you know, sleeper is the best on this, you know, on the cell phone, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like as far as, you know, regular person league, it's a, it's an uptick from Yahoo and ESPN and all that kind of stuff, you know, but, but as far as settings are concerned, they're still limited where other, you know, other things like fan tracks kind of have a lot more stuff. So I just wanted to plug fan tracks a little bit there, but they're uh, so far our hockey league's running pretty well. JT's in a cup. They have auto racing, they have tennis, they have all kinds of stuff like that. So, Looking to fan tracks, you're looking to make more of the first down carries, things like that. All, all the I love, yep. I love the first down carries for Derrick Henrys and Nick Chubbs and guys like that who don't mm -hmm. catch the ball too often, but they're going to get 25 carries and they're going to get seven first downs. So now you got seven extra points for your guy, which that's usually four or five catches a game is what receivers get for PPR anyway. So it's the same thing. I, I love that. I love those kind of scores. And Scott Fisher, like just he did. He, he's implementing all this stuff that nobody even thought of before, and it's like, mm -hmm. who the hell would do that? And by the end of the season, like. Wow, this is pretty damn cool, man. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was gonna say Jagger. I was like on the like as soon as he started saying that, I was like, that's all stuff I was gonna say. Like, I love the points per carry, like mixing any whether it's point two or point two five or whatever you want to do for it. I love that to help running backs out. Um, I love the deep bonuses, like that's something I've been implementing in a lot of my leagues. So if you get a guy that only gets three catches, but he gets 85 yards, you know, and two of the catches are like 30 yarders or 40 yarders. I love getting longer plays, especially running plays. I think the long runs should get more bonuses. You just don't see a ton of them. So those are mm -hmm. usually huge plays that swing games. And I'm like big into like the plays that swing games. Like, oh. and like you said, John, first downs, you know, that third and one is a big, big play. That guy should get a bonus for getting that first down on third and one, I think. So I love the first down add-ons. I love the point per carry for running backs. And in leagues where you can do it, because so many running backs do a little bit of everything. I love the bonus if you go over 100 total yards, whether it's receiving, rushing, if you can kind of do those co combine. I love it where you can get a running back gets like 40 yards rushing but 60 yards receiving, and you get a 100-yard bonus because he went over 100, even though it wasn't just rushing and receiving. So I'm big into all that stuff as well. I like tiered scoring where if you have like 97 yards, you get like 5.7 points or 5.8 points instead of the full six points. You don't, you get zero when it's not, when it's 99 yards, but you get six points when it's a hundred. I, I like when it's tiered so you can actually get, so if you get 50 yards, you're going to get three points. You know, if yep. you get 60 yards, you know, you get 3.5 points, that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it just makes it a little bit more easier. I think for all, for all the positions for quarterback, running back, tight end, boy, wide receiver, everything like that. I like, I like the tiered stuff when you can implement those things. So, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, what uh, I, I was going to ask what a kicker ball was last night, but I, I everybody kind of explained it on the TV. Did you guys ever hear, like, when you're watching the game last night, they were talking about the kicker ball was a big deal. Did you guys see that? And did you watch the game last night at all? I did. I did, but I guess I missed that part of it. They were, it, it was a 
I missed and they were too. talking about it on uh, Good Morning or Good Morning Football this morning about a kicker ball too. And I'm like, what the hell? It's, it's a special ball. It's got to be with a K on there, and it can't be altered at all because people used to put things in the oven. They they put shaving cream all over them. They kick, they inflate it to like 35 pounds, you know that kind of stuff. So now they have special kicker balls that have to be res, you know initi- initiated by the NFL that only kickers could use. So I thought it was pretty cool. But then after I read it, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. It's just something marked with a K that only the kicker can use. Nobody else, so it can't be altered. But but mm-hmm. my little tidbit for today, nothing, nothing. Ah, that I totally missed that. I did not realize it makes sense though. If you look at the balls, they always look every ball that they kick looks brand spanking new. Yeah, it's like every time you see the hold and the slow mo replay, it's like I'm like, man, that ball looks like it's never been used before. All those balls always look ex- like exactly brand new. Yeah. I remember I would I was my high school kicker and like I you, know, you learn at a young age those brand new balls suck ass to oh, kick. They're the worst. Yeah, it's like you want that old cre- that old dusty thing out there. You know, that's the one you want to kick. Yeah, yeah someone's got like little beat up. That leather's a little softer. You can get into it a little more. Yeah, those mm-hmm. brand new balls, man. Yeah, they're they're a little too. Uh, they're just too firm. Like you got to get them. They're a little beat up. They're much better. I, I played sixteen inch softball my whole life, and you can't use gloves. It's just a big, you know, softball, and it comes out of the box. And it feels like a brick. And I played first base. And every time someone hit it, the first thing would be a shortstop, right to the shortstop, 100 miles an hour, right at my hands. I'm like, oh. But towards the end of the game, it was like a, you know, it was like a mush ball. So it was perfect. But it's so hard when a game, when it first starts to uh, to get going. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, so let's get to the injuries. So, JT, what did you find for injuries this week when you uh, – yeah, just went down a quick list of some stuff. Uh, Matt Stafford, it sounded like they're thinking he's going to play this week. Uh, if he doesn't, Carson Wentz is the new backup for the Rams. But like I said, Stafford is expected to play against the uh, Seahawks. Derek Carr, shoulder injury plus the concussion that brought Jameis Winston in. Your boy finally got some playing time. Uh, Jameis might go, depending on what happens with uh, with Carr, but it is a bye week for the Saints, so they're going to reevaluate him. They're thinking he might start, but I know a lot of people out there in fans community would love to see another Jameis game. So, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, that's for uh, quarterbacks, running backs. The big news was uh, the Dolphins opened the 21 day window for Devin and Shane to return from the IR. So he could be coming back anytime. So a lot of people pumped about that uh, wide receiver front. Zay Jones still having a little bit of issues with a knee, but he also got arrested for domestic, domestic violence on Monday. So we're going to see what happens with that. If that's something that ends up affecting him for the rest of the season or uh, what comes there. So Zay Jones is a trial. Odell Beckham did not practice. He's got a sore knee questionable, whether he is going to play this week. Um, also on that front T Higgins, Right now, they're saying he's likely out Thursday night game against the Ravens with that hamstring injury. They don't think he's going to be back possibly in time. And I did not see what the what the exact injury was, but I did see Michael Thomas for the Saints. There's there's a word that he has a significant significant injury. Excuse me, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. I did not see before we got on air. Uh, but yeah, he is 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 likely hurt and possibly out for a bit. Yeah, it was a knee injury. I'm not, they didn't say the exact. They're waiting on tests and stuff before they say anything. But right now, a knee injury. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And yes, we are looking for the Jameis Winston comeback season. As every year, I'm looking for the Jameis Winston comeback season because he's my guy and I love him and he loves me and we're in love. And that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, hopefully that happens. But they're going to keep. He made, he keep made things fun there. when he came in there for the Saints. That was a uh, started uh, off blazing. I was yep. like, yes, he's not losing this job. And then he throws two picks. I'm like, son of a bitch. 
It's just it's Jameis being Jameis is what he does. It's all right. I love Jameis for being Jameis. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So waiver wires. Uh, what'd you get for waiver wires, JT? Uh, not a lot out there right now. Uh, obviously, if you're in a redraft league or you're in a league where you're kind of hurting for a QB, I am in a couple of leagues where I've got a ton of injuries. Uh, Russell Wilson playing pretty well the other night. Hasn't put up crazy stats, but it's been very consistent. Five out of the last six games, he's looked pretty good. Uh, Devin Singletary career high and carry 30 for Houston, big one for him. So he's a guy, if he's still out there, you want to grab him as uh Damian Pierce is still out. Uh, the Madison concussion for the Vikings. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him, but Ty Chandler came in, uh, played pretty well. So he might be a guy, uh, to be looking to pick up, uh, Ravens not getting a ton of carries, but has been really good when he's got them. Keaton Mitchell, uh, come back for the Ravens, the rookie, if he's still out there in your leagues, he's a possible big play pickup as he's had a couple 30 yard runs for them this year already. Um, Waiver claim news, nothing big on the fancy front, but Jamichael Hasty was picked up by the Patriots off the waivers from the Jaguars. So for that's it for running backs, staying with the Patriots. Demo, uh, Demario wait, wait, Douglas. Wait, 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 oh, 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 Michael Carter got caught today. I was just, oh, uh, yeah, I was sorry. I admit I had that lower on the mix. Yes, Michael Carter for the Jets uh, got released today, kind of out of nowhere for him. I had that under the NFL news and rumors, but we'll throw oh, that right. in there. So, uh, Michael Carter, uh, he's he's gone. So, we'll see uh, what happens with him if somebody comes out and picks him up. All kinds of teams need running backs. So, I figured somebody will give him a shot. Uh, as we move to wide receivers, the Demario Douglas, Patriots. Kind of seems like he's the guy right there, the only guy that uh, Mac Jones could hit the other night. So he's got to pick up uh, Texans. Noah Brown has absolutely gone off the last two weeks for the Texans. Uh, if you were lucky enough to pick him up yet and he's still out there, go get him now. I got him in a couple leagues and he saved me uh, in a few leagues I played last week. Brandon Cooks, a guy that might have been dropped in your redraft leagues, a dude that's just really struggled to, to find his spot with the Cowboys. Just monster game as, as well as everyone else for the Cowboys uh, the other night. So he's a guy that might still be out there. And then uh, a, a deep, deep league pickup uh, for the Bengals. Uh, Trent Irwin, wide receiver with Higgins out, is a guy that some people in deeper leagues have been kind of going and grabbing just in case because of the injury to T. Higgins. Uh other than that, on the tight end front, not much. Top guys out there, if they're not in your league, especially in redraft league, Luke Musgrave for the Packers, uh, Michael Mayer for the Raiders. Again, some guys, are, some rookies are starting to get a little more run here of late. So they got this on Sleeper, they have this team performances, and it says like how, what percentage you have of your team. I have all those guys we talked about in waiver wire from before. So I got I scored 257 points, which was top in league this week. But if I would have started my players that all did good, I would have had 368 points on, and I smoked Ooh. the next person by like 100 and probably 90 points to the second place finisher. Like it's one of those, I have all these awesome guys on my team that are just like the uh, uh, Noah Brown and stuff like that who are having really good weeks right now. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm the number one team in the league. I've, I've, I've only lost, I've only tied once. But other than that, it's I'm, I'm undefeated. But it's a, it's a dynasty league. The team's stacked and I got a deep, deep roster. And it's one of those things where it's like, Shit, I'm playing Chris Godwin this week, and he sucks. And then Noah Brown's doing awesome. Or DJ Moore, I'll sit DJ Moore, and he'll have four touchdowns and 300 yards. I'm like, dude, this is bullshit, man. Like, I can't make the right fucking choices, you know. It's, but it's it's good. It's a good problem to have to have a deep team like that when you're, you know, Derrick Henry, and you know, I'm I'm sitting, 
I, I, for the, I, I'm sitting Rashad White and putting in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe Mixon, and then Mixon has a shit week, and then Rashad White scores 32 points. I'm like, oh, what the, he's up and down. It, it, but it's one of those things, man. It, everybody has those leagues. Everybody has those teams. You know, with a 30-team, with a 12-team, 30-man deep roster, you're going to have a pretty good, you know, a deep, a deep, deep player pool. So it is what it is. But, uh, okay, waiver wire, that's done. So let's get to uh, new, uh, Jager. Anybody else you want to add to these lists? You hear, did you, anybody you didn't, you heard about that you kind of, uh, we missed maybe? No, you got them all. We're in week yeah. 10 now. There's not a lot, a lot, not a whole lot out there. Not a lot floating yeah. around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to go. This is our, our little shtick here. We go about 10 seconds. Probably trying to keep about 10 to 15 seconds real fast, kind of answer about what's going on with each team. I'm going to ask a question. You just throw out what you think real fast, and we'll move on team to team. Uh, you guys on the list says your questions next to your name. So, JT, we'll start with you. Bears. People in Chicago are already trying, actually thinking that Tyson Bajan should keep a starting job, even when Justin Fields was healthy. How crazy is that? It's crazy. I mean, that's real crazy. I, I like Tyson Badger. I, I He was a guy I was rooting for in training camp that he would make the team and be the backup because I really like him. I think he has a chance to improve and be better. But starting him over just a healthy Justin Fields is just lunacy. It's crazy talk. I'm glad the Bears have got some wins with Badgett, but like let's get let's get it under control, people. Justin Fields is much better quarterback, and the Bears have a much better chance to win with him in there. Tyson Bajan at best will be a good backup quarterback for his career, and Justin. Fields, I think he could he be a to, solid backup. Yep. If he goes to a team next year like Atlanta and has all them weapons on there with a with a decent offensive line with a you know a decent defense and all those weapons, yeah, I mean he is going to which what he's what he's been dealt with in Chicago the last couple of years has kind of been pitiful it's, it kind of sucks that he yep. started his career out behind the eight ball with this bullshit you know of, of no offensive line no receivers no coaching no everything kind of stacked against him no believe me i think he could have done a little bit more i you know he needed some some growing to do but i think he's learned a lot from the last couple of years and i it, i think the bears first of all should sign him to fifth year option that that should be the best option because now you Absolutely. have trade a draft pick away if you get number one pick trade it back get offensive line get get the kid from notre dame play left tackle get a couple other more picks in this draft and next year's draft and build around Justin Fields. Give him one more chance. If not, hey, if the Atlanta's going to come with with a good trade offer, and you get more draft picks, and hopefully, but you know, one of the top couple quarterbacks, and it is what it is. But I just think that the Bears were their their whole plan was to get the team like this for Justin Fields to prosper, and now it's there, and now they're going to talk about getting rid of Justin Fields. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I just think they need a little pension. I don't think it's happening. I I think that's just I just think that's talk. I don't think the Bears have any any plans on getting rid of Justin Fields. No, I don't think so either. Jager, uh, Bengals, is it Joe Burrow or Brian? Is it Joe Burrow being that good or is it Brian Callahan's offense? It's Joe Burrow being that good. I think Brian Callahan's offense is very predictable. I think it's like arguably a slight – I don't even think it's a step up for Ken Dorsey, who you're going to talk about in a minute. It's just that Burrow has much better receivers than um, than Josh Allen has. So um, it's all Burrow. Yeah, JT, Bills, Ken Dorsey fired his offensive coordinator. Was that the right move by the Bills? I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think this is the move right now. They've been a solid offense. It's not Ken Dorsey's fault they keep turning the ball over. I mean, that's not his fault that they they that mad turnovers left and right. Guys can't make plays. They don't have enough personnel. I don't know. I just I think the expectations are so high for the Bills that people just are out on him all of a sudden. I don't think it was the move right now. Again, guys got to hold on to the football. It's not his fault that Josh Allen's throwing picks. It's also not Josh Allen's fault when he's throwing the ball right to his wide receiver and hits him in the hands and ends up as an interception. So I 
I just don't know if it's the move right now. I think it's to me, it's a little overreaction by the Bills because they expected to be, you know, whatever eight and two or seven and three at this point, and they're five and five. But I looking at their schedule at the beginning of the year. I mean, it wasn't a it's a bad loss to the to the Broncos, but I think a lot of people expected them to regress a little bit this year just because of schedule and how difficult it was. Yeah, absolutely agree. Jagger, Broncos, Russell Wilson has been pretty efficient five out of the last six games. Will Russ cook the rest of the season? Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's he's come a long way from yeah. where he, from last year to where he's at right now. That might be a coaching thing. That might be the players around him right now. But yeah, absolutely. JT Browns injuries injuries and in Russ have made Deshaun Watson uh, look a little bad right now. But he's going to be a top seven quarterback again next year, right? I'm out on Deshaun Shut Watson, up. man. I just, I just, I'm out on him, man. I just don't see it. And he has to make a dramatic turnaround. He does not look good. I mean, this team. I'm telling you, if you put Watson on another team that didn't have this defense that's covering for him big time, I think you'd have people just all over him. But it's like, again, they're winning some games. They look decent because the defense has been so good. I'm out on Deshaun Watson as a top five or six guys the rest of the way. I mean, he would have to dramatically change. He's dropping every day in my rankings. I expect the growing pains, and I expect Nick Chubb this season to to help with the growing pains. Doesn't add that. I love Jerome Ford. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite running backs. You know you know that. But I think next year when the whole team's together, but Nick Chubb just had surgery today or yesterday, right? After repairs ACL. So yeah. he can be back for middle of next year at least. But uh, I, I just think this team wasn't it wasn't developed. It wasn't ready right now for him to come in and just be a be a baller. You know, and it, it is what it is. But I'm uh I'm gonna wait until the until he gets a whole offseason and, and you know come back next year. That's what that's what I'm rooting for. So. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Jagger Buccaneers. Does Mike Evans become the highest paid free agent in next year's off season? No, I think that goes to T Higgins still. Well, that's yeah, there you go. That's a good one. JT Cardinals. How much longer do I have to, to buy Michael Wilson? In Dynasty. Oh man, it's tough. He, he kind of had, he kind of peaked a couple weeks ago where everybody was kind of all over him and he was like that hot guy to go get or pick up a couple like, okay. Weeks here in between. The thing is, if he gets one big game uh, with Kyler back, it's gonna you're gonna have to spend a ton to get him. So if if you want him enough, you got to go get him now because you know he gets one eight catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown game with Kyler, and and people are just gonna be like, "This is the duo for next year." Kyler's gonna be there. He's gonna be the man. He's gonna be the number one, and people are gonna be all over him. He's gonna get real expensive, real fast. Fucking love Michael Wilson. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna be pumping that uh, the, uh, all that love for him. I'm gonna be one of those guys. <laughs> it's gonna be like this is a stack you want. <laughs> I got him in like I got him in like six leagues. I don't have to, you know the, the couple leagues I don't have him in. The guys who have him in other leagues that are in leagues other other leagues with me know that I want him, and they're just like, yeah, that it'll be uh, you know the price tag's way too high, so probably yeah. not in there either. But uh, Jagger Chargers, uh, why does Quentin Johnson look like every time he caught the ball? It's the first time he ever caught the ball. He's never been good at catching. I did. I evaluated everyone, put out a scouting, um, a scouting report when I was at DFF still, and I, I'm not trying to victory lap, but I'm right, man. Like, like, like the things that he's not good at are things that most NFL teams expect you to be polished at. You know, he's not a good route runner, and he's not a great hands catcher. I don't know what to tell you guys, uh, other than the truth, man. He's not. He's not it. <laughs> I don't think he has a choice but to be peppered with balls, so he's going to be it whether you like it or yeah. not. I think, but he's not going yeah. to be, he's not going to be that guy that that could be it. It if he was a good player that had this opportunity, also, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're Jeez. trying to sell him. 
Yeah, I would say, yeah. as soon as he has one big game, I'd be, I mean, one, he's not getting five catches now or seven targets, five catches for 35, 40 yards. But I mean, he should be having way bigger games than that right now with his, you know, when Michael, when Michael, um, uh, what's the name? Um, who went down? Who got hurt? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Yeah. When Mike Williams got hurt, I thought, okay, here we go. And everybody talked about it. You know, is it going to happen? And it didn't, it hasn't happened yet. And that's a bad sign. So, uh, JT, Chiefs after the bye week, Rasheed Rice is about to become a new star on this team. I really like Rasheed Rice. The issue is, I mean, Mahomes just, he just spreads it around so much. But I, I, I think Rice is by far their best receiver, obviously, outside of Travis Kelsey, their tight end. I think he's the best wide receiver on the wide receiver core. And it's not even close. Uh, he's a guy I would want to own uh, big time. I've got a couple deep leagues where he's behind a few guys, and I have Mahomes, and I, I just every week I want to start him. I just want that. I want that combo. I just think he's going to have a big game coming up. Uh, but he's a guy I like. Uh, I want to get as much Bryce uh, going forward as I can. Yeah, Jagger Colts. How the hell is Isaiah McKenzie outperforming Josh Downs and Alec Pierce in Indianapolis? I think uh, Isaiah McKenzie, it's Josh Downs being hurt. He didn't play most of the game uh, on Sunday. Um, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce just sucks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't defend him. I just think he's not that good. So. <laughs> I love what JT's a uh, cold season ticket holder. So I love asking other people Colts questions and seeing his reaction <laughs> when people say that people suck on the team. It's absolutely awesome. I traded JT. I traded JT. I gave him. Uh, I, I gave him um, uh, Alec Pierce, Maybe. and I got Trey McBride back. So I was like, yeah. I know, oh, I know. I'm like, man. Man. I was like, oh, I got man. burned on that one now. I'm like, damn it. But did, I don't know but if you Lynn, saw the stat during the game. Alec Pierce leads the league in total yards run. Like, I And I said this early in the year. I said they got to do something else with other than just run him deep every play, and that's literally what they're doing. They're just running him deep every play and without Richardson in there Minshew just doesn't have the arm to get it to him downfield and without Richardson in there I think that's the big problem he just doesn't get hardly gets any routes that isn't a go route so it's it's tough for him to be good next year when Richardson's healthy and he's got that that he's polished at that receiver he's gonna gonna be be that guy with like combination catches for 95 yards and a touchdown I'm gonna love it I'm victory laughing right now but I know what's coming in the future so it's kind of scared me a little bit uh yes uh (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, JT Cowboys, are you buying Tony Power right now low, or are you selling Rico Dottle high? Oh man, I I do not have hardly any Pollard, and I was real nervous coming in the season when everybody was up on him. I just wasn't sold. I liked him as the change of pace back, and for the value, I didn't love him as my number one. Uh, I just if you got him, you probably have too much into him to sell what what you could sell him for. I mean it. You almost have to hold them and, and just hope and see what happens. I, I'm not I'm not sold on uh on Dow. I just don't know that he's gonna be I mean, he had a nice game the other night. I think he's a decent back and running back, but I don't think he like takes over this running back room by any means. No, yeah, that's, you're, that's, you're sleeping. No, I'm just kidding. He's not good. <laughs> he's not good. I'm just <laughs> Jagger Dolphins with a near with a with a fully healthy Dolphins team coming out of the bye. Are the Raiders going to get rolled worse than the Broncos did in Week Three? I don't. I don't know to be honest, because like I think Antonio Pierce is like we're seeing like kind of another Dan Campbell. Like, I, do I think they get rolled? Yes, but the question was as bad, and I think that is no, because like that Broncos team was one of the worst teams I have looked at. In um, like th- this season, I think that particular version of the Broncos was the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, they've made a couple strides, man. I'm kind of you know, yeah. They're, they're coming along, but yeah, there was. It looked like I'm like who? What? The, who's coaching this team? Who? Are you kidding me? Like, but yeah, they've they've come a long way in a couple of weeks. So I'm I'm you gotta give it to them. It's just figuring out where everything's at. JT Eagles. Speaking of an ex Bronco here, Albert O will be a league winner because it doesn't matter who is on tight end the Eagles. The position is getting the looks right. Uh, you set me up for this one. You know I love Albert O. I want him to get him looks, but we've learned the Eagles when Goddard got hurt last year. Everybody went and picked up all their other tight ends, thinking somebody's gonna. Nah, they didn't even throw the ball to him. They just ignored him. They just threw it outside to Devontae. Devontae got them all. Brown. They just got he got them all. AJ Brown got them all. Now they got you know Swift coming out of the backfield. That if I, I would love to see Albert O get some looks, but I have a feeling that they're just going to use those guys blocking and they're not going to get the ball to the tight ends at all. But I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see old Mizzou alum, Albert O with a big game. Somebody uses athleticism. Guy's a a beast. Me and you both. Uh, Jagger Falcons. Do the Falcons sell the farm to get Justin Fields from the Bears or do they just keep wasting all this talent with below average quarterbacks? (sighs) Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's the second one that they like. If anything, they're going to draft someone that is like a JJ McCarthy who could be good. He's definitely better than Desmond Ritter. I just don't see them going out of their way to to pay for Justin Fields. Like the, the uh, if anything, they would trade up. Uh, do I want that to happen? Yeah, I, I actually like the Bears. Like again, they're my in laws family, so I feel like torn from that question. But like I kind of want Justin Fields in a new environment. But again, with Arthur Smith, I don't. I don't think. I think he's another Josh McDaniels. I think he's so arrogant that he doesn't believe that he needs someone with talent to run his offense. Agreed. Agreed. Unfortunately, agreed. JT 49ers, you win by 31 points, but you can't find a way to keep Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak alive. What's up with that, man? Oh, uh, brutal. I, I've got, you know, CMC everywhere. I've been betting on the touchdown bet like everyone else every week now. And it's just like you knew it was coming in at some point. Somehow everybody else got a score. Even the fullback got a touchdown. But seems at least, you know what? I will give it to them that they at least at the end tried. Yeah. They really tried to get him in. And of course, they he got stopped on the on the pass and the run. But I, I at least give them the effort. I give it to them for the effort that they try to get him in the end zone to set the record. Every the entire team knew that they were getting Christian McCaffrey's getting the ball. There was no way for him to get in the end zone at that point in time because they were just they were like, I don't care who else scores as long as it's not McCaffrey. We're they they need to run like a triple pick round is what they needed to do, but it's yeah. uh, it was tough. Jagger Giants, if you were Saquon Barkley, would you just fake an injury right now so you'd save yourself for a fat contract somewhere else next season? Heck yeah. So I'd be like, oh, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. <laughs> like, like, get out of here. Get a Got to get a backyotomy. <laughs> yeah, my, my spleen. <laughs> JT, Jaguars, is Trevor Lawrence elite? Dude, this this question when I saw it on there it hurts. It hurts, man. He, I still think he can be. He is not playing like it right now. Wow, he literally single handedly cost me about five wins this week with how terrible he played in that game. I had a couple leagues he scored me negative points. A few other leagues he scored me one or two. I'm in a two star Q two QB league that Devito outscored him. Yep, outscored him by like ten points. And I lost, I think, by 12. If he would have just put up 10 points, I would, you know, 10, 11 points, I would have won. He scored me like one point. Uh, he's He's been brutal this year. Um, I don't think it's all on him. 
but he's going to have to get it together. I'm hoping this is just that down year and, and he bounces back, but man, he, he has not looked like I thought he would this year. Man, I, I, I'm with you. I just, uh, I, at some point in time, when does he, I mean, you, you can't, well, just like Justin Fields, you can't make excuses for reasons why he's not performing. Is he performing as you're not, you know, you, they gave him a bunch of receivers. They gave him, they gave him a bunch. So, well, they just traded away an offensive lineman. That might've been some of the problem why he's not playing very well, but they gave him some receivers. He's got a good running back. He's familiar with in college. They got a better defense, you know, by far. I, I, I don't know. I, you can't, you can't make, you know, excuses for bad quarterbacks, why they're not, or you know, and make excuses why, you know, for other reasons for other quarterbacks. So if he's not performing, you just have to call it as it is. I mean, he's just not doing it. It's, I, he's not, he's not elite. Would you take him or, 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 uh, um, would you take him or like Joe Burrow right now in a startup? Joe Burrow. Oh, I, I Burrow, it's not even close. I, not I close, and, right? and, and I, I mean, I, you know, you, I went and made a bunch of trades for T Law last year. I traded Hertz in a few leagues like before that and stuff for him. And I felt like really good about it. And now I'm like, man, I might have really screwed the pooch giving away Hertz for T Law in a couple leagues. Uh, what about it, Herbert? It, it, uh, to me, him and Herbert are right there. I feel yeah, like yeah. they're kind of about the same guy. Um, again, I, I I feel like they're really similar. To me, they're they're right on the same page. Those two guys are. That's I think. I tra- right. Go ahead. I traded Joe Burrow for Trevor Lawrence and the pick that was Anthony Richardson. At the beginning of the season, I was flying high. I was like, I fucking did it, guys. And now I'm looking at that roster. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Richardson on IR and Trevor Lawrence gave me negative points. I just want to cry. <laughs> see, that seems like a home run trade when you made it. You're yeah. like, yes. Like, it just looks great. Oh. Right, hopefully next year that whole thing, you know, turns in your favor. I'm not – I, man, I just uh, – I can't believe what's going on there. We'll just leave it at that, but – <laughs> uh, Jagger Jets, Zach Wilson did not even play that bad, but the penalties and play calls are the problem, right? It's not Zach Wilson, or is it really Zach Wilson? I think Zach Wilson is some, but it's not all. Like, Nathaniel Hackett is not a good play caller, and that offense is tailored for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the only thing that can make it work because I think it gives him the freedom to do what he wants. Someone like, like, um, Zach Wilson cannot make that work. Um, I think that's proven that Russell Wilson could not make that offense work. And on top of that, the offensive line is very injured right now. And like you said, a lot of penalties, every big play, like Brees Hall, this is a, a Brees Hall question too, if, if, like in here. Well, like Brees Hall has had so many big plays called back, so much yardage called back from poor offensive line play and penalties. It's hard to see. Yeah. JT Lyons, is Jamison Williams a buy low or an avoid altogether right now? Uh I'm buying low. If I can get James for something, you know, that I'm, I'm, I would definitely do it, especially if I have car and I'm relying on him in a super flex league, something like that. I, I, I go get him. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. You're talking James about James. Yeah. Hey, I'm all, I'm losing my mind. I'm talking about, I'm still on James. Uh, I mean, you could go get him. I, this is another guy I don't have. I don't have any of, um, I just, he wasn't who I wanted in that spot. I still think he has time to improve. I still think he has time to to kind of get in the good graces of the team uh, going into next season. But I, I would not be counting on him for anything really the rest of this year, personally. Down people's Jones time, baby. Call it like it is. Yep. Jagger, uh, Packers, tell me what's wrong with Christian Watson without mentioning Aaron Rodgers. 
He's not that great, man. There's a reason why he was the second pick. He has a lot of speed and very athletic, but he's not very polished. He's like, he's fast Quentin Johnston. Let's just say what it is. He's fast Quentin Johnston. There you go. Good one. JT Panthers. Why is big Mike Strachan, 6'5", 225, scoring more fantasy points than Jonathan Mingo? It is crazy. I as When he caught that pass, I couldn't believe it because he's been on the Colts for the last two years. He's uh, He was a D3 guy. Great size, put up great numbers uh, at D3 Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, I loved him on the Colts. I thought they were going to develop him a couple years, and I was I was actually a little disappointed when uh, he he left and and signed away as on the practice squad and now on the roster for the Panthers because he's a guy I thought year three, year four might actually be able to develop into a usable or uh, pro wide receiver. But great deep pass to him, but that's what you're gonna have to do. If you got a guy like him, six five two twenty five, you just gotta throw it up and let him go and just go over the top and get it from a small DB. Yeah, Jagger but Payne. it sucks they're not getting Mingo the ball. I just uh, they got to get Mingo more looks. Right, Jagger Patriots. People are calling for this to be the end of the Bill Belichick era in New England. Should the Patriots fire Bill or give him another year and just let you know let it let it turn around? I I'll, go ahead. I'll let you answer that first because I, I got a lot to say. But I'm a Patriots fan. I'm wearing my 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 Brewski jersey over here. I'm done with Bill, man. I'm done with the way that he does things. I'm I'm just done. I, and I think now we're seeing every one of his assistants goes and tries to do the same system that he does. Players don't want to buy into it because none of them have a record. And it's just not very effective right now. I love Bill Belichick. He's a Hall of Fame. He was the one of the best coaches of all, is if not one of like the best coach of all time. It's just this is what happens. I think he's out of touch right now. I don't if anything, I think he doesn't need to be GM anymore because his his roster building is poor outside of the defense that offense mac jones he ruined now am i saying mac jones is a stud but i don't think mac jones is as bad as he's playing and he looks like a whipped dog right now and nothing seems to be working they need to reset everything right now just reset redo it it sucks but i don't think it's getting better with bill do you owe him anything for all those championships he brought i mean he only needs like 18 more 19 more wins to win to be the all-time winningest coach do they owe him like one more year to get him what he needs to be the all-time winningest coach? One more year can make this roster even worse. I don't think that's the way to think about it. No, mm-hmm. I don't think they owe him that. Dude. Yeah, that's. I know. I was thinking cool. about this with my buddy, who's a, a Brandon the other day. He's a huge Pats fan. We were just talking about because Colts Patriots played. Uh, first time I haven't been a Colts Patriots game in like 15 years since I had season tickets. Uh, this one of the only ones we missed. Uh, we were talking about it, and I was like, man, it's just so hard to push Belichick out. I, I could see Kraft like letting him either walk away at the end of the year or like give him one more year, just saying, hey, like this is the last year, right? And we're gonna go in and tell everyone this is the last year for your finally, like, hurrah. I could see him maybe doing that just because of everything he's done. But man, just a blatant out and out firing just seems oh, it seems crazy. It seems like it needs to happen, but man, it just seems like the bad way to send out Bill Belichick for what he did for that franchise over the years. And I know it's a lot of mm-hmm. Tom Brady, a lot of other people, you know, that just got killed over the middle with from Tom Brady. He's in a great defense all this time, but at the same time, I feel like you owe him a little something. Maybe letting him go right now just seems like ruthless, you know, and they kind of that, that kind of. But it is what it is. I mean, it's it's not for long, I guess, you know, when you're not making when you're not winning games. So that's it is what it is. JT Raiders, even at five and five, doesn't this team just feel like it needs a grenade thrown in the locker room to start this whole thing over again? 
I mean, I think you know, getting rid of McDaniel's was the was the number one move you had to do. I I think he's terrible. Like Pierce has already made his team look better. Now they are deficient in a lot of areas as far as talent. The defense has surprisingly to me played way better than I thought they would be this year. Uh, Robert Spillane talk to Steelers fans. We want him back. We'd love to have him right now with all the injuries. He's been great for the Raiders. At five and five, I didn't think this team had any chance to get to six wins. So the fact that they're even five and five right now, I think is surprising. Uh, Pierce is doing a good job. I mean, McDaniels was just a dumpster fire. Uh, Anything without him involved, I think, is a bonus for the Raiders. Uh, No matter what happens the rest of the year for them, I think it's a bonus that he's gone. McDaniel's uh, lucky to coach XFL. After this. Yeah. Jagger Rams. These, I, I didn't write the question down for this, so I'll just kind of impromptu this one. Can the fabulous duo of both receivers, like can they keep up the rest of the year at that pace yeah, when Stafford comes back? Or is it just going to, I mean, what, what's going to happen to this offense if Stafford is out the rest of the season? I mean, we're kind of already seeing it. Like, like if, if Stafford comes back healthy, I, I think that we're going to go back to business as usual, where it might not be Puka every game. It might be a cup game and a Puka game, or, or maybe they both have little 12, 15 pointers. But I think they both can coexist. We've already seen that with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup before. Um, but it this is the, this is what I've been telling people about Puka. It's not him in a vacuum. The Rams suck. Matt Stafford's old. And I don't know what the future of that team is going to look like after this year. Yeah, it's tough. JT Ravens, is Rashad Bateman a buy a, a buy right now or an avoid? I'm avoiding Rashad Bateman. I, I have not liked him in years. I didn't I liked him at Minnesota. I didn't love him as soon as he got drafted by the Ravens. I thought it would be a problem. I actually just I took him in a couple redraft leagues, like literally last pick. He was just still sitting out there, and I'm like, I gotta give this guy a shot, right? Um, nothing, man. I've dropped him. He's been long gone on my rosters. I, I don't think there's any saving Bateman at this point. I got him for a hundred bucks and a thousand dollar budget you know, just for, for fab. So it was worth the, uh, the stash for, for a year anyway, you know, that kind of deal. So, I mean, I think if you do it that way, it, it's worth it in a deep league where you're just looking to fill spots on the roster at the end of the league. But if you're in a league where you've got to have bench players that can play, I don't want them on my bench. Jagger saints. This is Jameis Winston's job to keep right now, right? It has to be. It has to be. It has He's to so be much right. better. He's Great so answer. much better. <laughs> he is. And Carr has been brutal this year. I thought he might get yeah. a little shot in the arm on the other team, but man, he has not been good. JT Seahawks. Was there ever a doubt that Geno Smith was a man or did he really need a big game to keep everybody's confidence back up? Man, he, it's, you know, the feel good story of last year is long gone. I mean, Geno is, is not performing the way that everybody's been wanting to see him perform. He's got to he's got to really turn it up down the stretch here. I mean, they've got a decent record, even though they haven't played very well in a lot of games, and they're still in the hunt uh, to make the playoffs. So he, they definitely need him to turn it up um, to to kind of keep things going because it, it was getting a little shaky on whether they made the right move resigning him a couple games in the season. Jagger Steelers, Jalen Warren is just a way better running back than Najee Harris. Why are they splitting the carriers like this, and why is Najee getting more carries than Warren? I disagree with this i think that Najee harris has actually played in pretty well this season especially the last two games if you look at um a missed tackle rate or um, or pretty much any peripherals jalen warren and Najee harris are back to back i think that they have a good thunder and lightning thing happening and they are one of the only two things working about the steelers offense so that's why i think they're splitting carries 
Jalen Warren, I mean, Jalen totally Warren agree. passes the eye test, I think. I think Jalen Warren looks like a better running back on the field, but the metrics and things like that might tell a different story. But Jalen Warren, just when you see him play out there, he just looks like a better running back to me anyway. Well, he's smaller, so he looks faster. Yeah. He looks quicker. I mean, Najee doesn't look like he's running as fast, but Najee's actually running at a decent speed. He just is a bigger guy, so he doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's running as quick. And, and the big thing is, I think, if you watch a lot of Steelers games, you got to realize Warren's out there a lot of times on, like, super third and long plays, which they have a ton of, because that's what the Steelers have been doing this year is penalties and just run up the middle stuff. So he get, he's gotten quite – while he's been good, he's gotten quite a few yards because – hey, it's third and 12, and we're going to hand it off to him for nine, or we're going to dump it off to him for eight yards. Um, I, I like Warren a lot. I think they're both really good, but I, I still think the Warren's better than Najee talk has gone a little too far for me, even though I think they're both really good players. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt they're both good players. I just, to me, I, I, I yeah. I get what you guys are saying, but it is what it is. I'll, I'll keep my Jalen Warren on my team. <laughs> J, JT Texans. What happened to the Texas terrible Texas terrible run blocking? It's like week to week in the NFL. You never know. It's like one one week all these teams look terrible. They can't do anything right, and then the next week they look fantastic. I, you know, it's the toughest thing to figure out. I, I Devin Singletary, I love to see it. He's a guy I've always rooted for and liked. I've got him on a bunch of teams. I actually played him in a bunch of spots last week. I had one or two I didn't play him, and I really regretted it because he had a monster week. But I, the fact that they gave him 30 carries actually blows my mind. I mean, that's I mean, that came out of nowhere. I mean, if you would have had to guess like on the on the wheel, like how many carries were will he get this week? At third, no one was anywhere near 30. Right. That, and, uh, I was kind of wondering if it, now it's because the passing game opened up, they, they can't focus on the run game anymore, or is it really the offensive line opened up, or it's 30 carries, anybody's going to get 80 yards? Just, I, think, I think the, the offensive line looked a little bit better, and I think teams are on their heels. Uh, C.J. Stroud's throwing the ball really well. This, uh, they're playing well, and, and they've been in a lot of wide-open games. Whenever you're getting a lot of wide-open games with a ton of offensive plays, I think it makes a difference. I mean, if you're in a slow it down system, you know, like a Steelers game, it's tough to get 20, 25 carries total for the mm-hmm. team in a game because they're running so few plays. In the Texas event in games where everybody's scoring high plays, ton of plays, it, that 30 carries is a big difference when you're getting, you know, 85, 90 plays in a game compared to when your team is running 45 or 50 plays. Right. Jagger Titans, should I have sold Will Levis after his big game or do you still have hope for him? You should have sold him. I was, yeah, I was looking at a bunch of stuff that had Will Levis and what people were selling it for. I'm like, oh, this is what I get for hating Will Levis so much. I didn't have enough. I didn't have any Will Levis to trade, and I would have loved to trade him away for all the trades that people were giving up. Uh, that's the one disappointing I think I for not drafting Will Levis was I didn't get a chance to trade him. I got a couple Will Levis shares, but I wasn't getting shit for him anyway. Like, you know, like a late second, maybe an early third, something like that. And I'm like, uh, I might as well just keep a quarterback. as my third quarterback in a super flex behind like Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence and shit like that. You know, I don't, I don't, he's not going to play anyway. I'd rather have him just a year or two to develop maybe, but maybe I should have. Who knows? Uh, JT Vikings. Is Josh Dobbs the pastor not literally the smartest player in the NFL? He's pretty much had four, he had to learn four playbacks this year. Uh, he probably is legitimately IQ wise might be the smartest player in the NFL, but man, what he has done, uh, a guy that, you know, I liked, uh, you know, career backup for the Steelers, the, what he has done this last year, year and a half being traded around and actually coming and keeping teams like relevant is blows my mind. 
I just can't believe it's happening. Every week I see him and I'm like, I can't believe he played that well again. It, it's it's really surprising. Um, good for him. He's a super nice dude. Really genuine guy. Uh, really happy for him. But I just, I this is <laughs> this feels like a Fitz Magic moment where he's just gonna like breeze through here, have just some unreal games, and then it's all gonna come to a crashing halt at some point. Yeah, I'm, but I'm hopefully sure. for him it goes the rest of the year because I mean he's looked great so far. Yeah, he can't move anymore. I mean the guy at this point in time he's got to. He's got to have like stock and holiday in from all the places he's jumping around to. Uh, Jagger, Washington football team. Is Sam Howell their forever quarterback, or is Eric Bieniemy going to want to bring his own quarterback in next year when Ron Rivera is gone? Um, I don't. This is one I really don't know, man. Like, like Sam Howell is is a guy that I didn't like out of college. All the peripherals say that he's all right, and the problem is the offensive line more than anything. But I don't even know if Eric Bieniemy is the guy, if that makes sense. Like I don't like like I I don't I have so many questions. Their playmakers aren't getting the ball properly. I think a lot of that has to do with scheme. I just I don't I don't know, man, about the watch football team. I know that's an incredibly unhelpful answer, but I feel like it, I couldn't be honest if I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I you know it's. I think the enemy being kind of like ease in that position and, and having to kind of talk Ron Rivera into like doing, get away, getting away from 1940 football. It, it's probably kind of been a process, but I, I just, I, I just, I can't take any more Ron Rivera on, on the, the commanders now. So it is what it is. All right, real fast. Let's just jump to some trades. Um, Brainiacs, Kenny Pickett for Jahan Dotson. And it's, these are all 12 team. Uh, 30 man deep rosters, no kickers, no defense, PPR, tenement premium, uh, seven, five super flex, five touchdown, two interception, that kind of stuff. So, uh, Kenny Pickett for, or for Jahan Dotson, who, I mean, what, what would you take in this? And, uh, you're starting 10 here, quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, two flexes and a, and a super flex. Dotson. I think he's the one who's going to matter in, in three years. JT. I'm taking Kenny Pickett, but that's only because I have a crazy idea that Kenny Pickett's going to pull it together at some point and going to get together for them. And it's super flex, but probably right now, if I was in a team that's competing and I'm not playing Kenny at all, he's like my third or fourth QB, I could definitely see taking dots and higher, higher upside here in the short term for sure. Dalton Schultz, Gabe Davis, and Will Levis for Hunter Henry, Mike Isecki, Terry McLaurin, a 24 first and a 24 second. They're both one's a lottery pick and the other one's a, a early second. I'm taking the McLaurin in picks. That's like a landslide. Like uh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Noel Brown, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian Watson for Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, and Jacoby Myers. This is tough. I think I'm going to go with. <sighs> Fuck. Um... Terry McLaurin side and Christian Kirk side. I think Brandon Ayuk is the best piece, but Noah Brown, I don't know what that is going forward. And I don't think Christian Watson is very good. Whereas I think Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin and Jacoby Myers are all three good players. I totally agree. Same side. I'm I'm taking those. I think those, I like all three of those guys. I'm starting all three of those guys in most of my leagues. I'm leaning there. I just more production for me, more safe, uh, safe floor. It's guys. like 45 55 to me. It's kind of a almost an even trade, but yeah, I get it. I could see either side. Uh, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara and Camille Khalil Shakir for 24 first and fifth. And the first is probably going to be somewhere in the second half of the first. 
I lean the picks. First, I mean, yeah, fifth I'm, kind I'm, of irrelevant. irrelevant yeah, I'm, I'm leaning yeah. the I'm leaning the picks unless you're like a team that was de- you're desperate for an RB and you're competing and you're trying to get Kamara because you're in trouble. I can I can see if you're making that move because you're like going for a championship. But for me, in a vacuum, I'm taking the picks. I'd rather have a first. I don't know how much how much more you're going to get out of Kamara and his value is going to drop pretty quickly. It's already uh, dropping, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So I'd take the first. The fact that you can get a first, I'm all over that first. JT, this mean your league. Jonathan Mingo for Antonio Gibson and Daniel Bellinger. Uh, Jagger, Jagger, you go first. Ugh, uh, I hate all of this. Um, I think it's. <laughs> I think I'm going to roll with Mingo because I I would try to immediately flip Mingo because like I don't think Daniel Bellinger is relevant. I don't know what Antonio Gibson is, but I know that Washington doesn't love him. So Jonathan Mingo is the only one I think I see a path to increase in value. I'm gonna get Antonio Gibson back. That, that, let's get let's get that right away. He's my favorite player in the NFL. But right yeah, now, I'm trade away, but I'll get him back. No, I I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Mingo. Mingo's the play. He's he's the youngest, highest upside guy. Um, I I like Bellinger, my San Diego State Aztec guy. But uh, yeah, he's just kind of a backup piece that you're thrown in in a tight end, two tight end or start two or something premium. But other than that, I'm going Mingo for sure. Puka Nakua and a 24 mid-third for Calvin Ridley, Gus Edwards, and Gardner Minshew. Taking the Puka side. Yeah, that's the same thing for me. I think I'm going Puka there. Obviously, Gus Edwards, you never know what you're going to get with him. He's going to have the big weeks and he's going to hurt. And Minshew, you're basically running Minshew for the second half of the season and then you're done. After after that, you're probably not going to see any more Minshew. So, yeah, I'm taking the Puka side in the third. Yeah, Zach is uh in a kind of win now and needed a uh a quarterback. So he got rid of Puka in his third for Minshew, which he, you know, just because he his quarterbacks were like Daniel Jones and you know a lot of shit like that. So this is out of necessity. I would have definitely took the Puka side for sure. All right, that's like all I, said, I think he's re- he's just renting him and trying to get Calvin Ridley to kind of even things out. All right, very good. You got two minutes, Jagger? It's like five yep. minutes. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, so we do a team, a team evaluation every week. So we uh, evaluate a, one of my Mighty McGlynn home league teams, decide if it's a simple remodel or a full-scale rebuild. These are 12-team, 30-man rosters, no kicker, no defense, super flex, five and two for touchdown interception. It's full PPR and for wide receiver and running back and 1.75 for tight ends. What are the biggest needs of this team? When you look at this team, what direction do you want to go and why? This is John McNamara's team in the Bavaro League. Team is six and four, leading his division by a quarter game, uh, one and a half – or divisions are one uh, um one of four so there's three teams in each division it's one and a half team one and a half games ahead because of a tie no quarterback if mac Gen- mac jones is benching a super flex he's not gonna have a quarterback at all uh if this is if is this a start selling or just keep trucking because you know if you sell anything you have to sell everything kind of thing because you have to have all your horses to win or his next year is picks are second third fourth and fifth and 24 what are you trading for? What can you do if you sell anything? Do you have to sell everything? This is the team <clears throat> that we have on here. Let me uh, bring it up. So, as you guys can see, it's uh, as you guys can see. Can you see it on the screen? Uh, yeah, it's not. There you go. Okay. I got the team pulled up and you sent yeah. it. In the, so, oh, I don't know. Yeah, John, I, I got it pulled up too. I don't see it on the uh, on the actual screen though. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. All right, here it is. John McNamara. Uh, all right, so this team has got Mac Jones right now. It's the only starting quarterback in this team, and that might not even be a starter anymore in a super flex league. He's got Aaron Jones, Alexander Madison, who might be out next year with a concussion, Diggs, Thielen, uh, Kyle Phillips, uh, General Smith, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard <clears throat> at his super flex position. And then he's got Brissett, Simeon, Brett Ripien, Clayton Toon, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Philip Taylor. Is that Patrick Taylor or Philip Taylor? Pa- Patrick Taylor, yeah. James Robinson. James Robinson, Julian McLaughlin, MVS, uh, O, uh, you know, that is, Olomero, Zach Ramirez, Denzel Mims, Nick Westbrook, Akine. He's got Waddle on the bench, which is good. He's a little bit banged up right now, but he'll be all right. Juwan Jennings, Robbie Anderson, Keyshawn Butte. He's got Kelsey on the bench, which is also good. Uh, Everett, so so Hooper, Tuck, you know, Tuck uh, Craft, Mike Williams is out for the year on IR. Uh, James Woods or uh, uh, Jelani, Jelani Woods, Jelani yeah. Woods. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers, if he does come back, it'll probably be too late for fantasy football season. But the problem is, is his starters are good, <clears throat> but he has almost zero bench. So when he brings in next week when he brings in Kelsey and he, a couple other team, a couple other players are on by, but like right now he's starting John Lee Smith instead of Kelsey. He's starting uh Chuba Hubbard, which is fine. I mean, he's not a league winner or anything like that. He's a great second flex, I guess, but I generally speaking, that should be a quarterback in that super flex position. So uh, that might be Jalen Waddle in a couple of weeks, but what do you do now? Cause he's going to get a zero for quarterback. I see who do you trade away on this team to try to get a quarterback and, Everybody knows that this team is really good, but he's minus a quarterback. So what does this guy do? He's in a terrible situation because his team was stacked when he had Rodgers and Aaron Jones or Mac Jones. And Mac Jones was t- kind of doing decent at the beginning of the season. But now Mac Jones is falling out of grace. He might, even, might not even start, and he has no second quarterback. What do you guys do? Um, J2, you're kind of familiar with this, so why don't you give me a, a heads up? What, what do you think you would do? Obviously, if he wants to go for it, I mean, he's got an older team. He's got win-now pieces in CMC, Eckler, uh, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Thielen, Diggs. Obviously, he's got to make some kind of move to get a quarterback. Now, what kind of quarterback can he get, and what does he have to give up to get that QB is going to be the question. I obviously look for a team that is in last place or way down the list that has a lot of pieces they need and would trade off for some draft picks. Um, because again, I don't for him to sell right now, I think is going to be tough and get max value for a lot of this stuff. Uh, he could, the Mac Jones is on bye week next week. This are this coming up week. So he's already going to get a zero QB this week, unless he makes a move. And then, you know, going forward as the only guy that's, that's a toughie. I mean, he's getting good production from the rest, rest of his positions, especially if he stays away from more injuries because the bench is super shallow. But now after you get by the bye weeks next week, should be in a pretty decent spot because you can get Waddle back in there at starter uh, for Phillips. You get Kelsey back in for uh, Johnny at tight end. Um, like I said, the running backs, everybody's good. Madison's not great, but you still got CMC. You got Eckler. You got Jones. So those are all good spots. So the biggest thing for him is, is there any way to get any kind of QB, even low end, like even a Minshew? Can you go out and get a Minshew for something cheap? Can you? Could you get trade a third for him? and get a Minshew for the rest of the year if you're going to go for it. That's kind of the moves I'd be making. For him to get a higher-end QB than that, I think could be tough. Um, 
you know, maybe you could get somebody that just has Zach Wilson that's completely out on Zach Wilson. You could throw out maybe a third and get him. Uh, but he's got to figure out how to get some kind of quarterback, at least someone to play. First off, production, yes, beyond that. But again, the problem for him is if he sells any of these main pieces away, that really hurts. If he sells an Eckler or a CMC or he sells a Diggs, you know, that could really kill his value everywhere else. Um, but you might have to do that if you get somebody that maybe you give up a digs for a higher, you know, mid-range quarterback. If you could get a one-for-one one or, you know, figure out a, a trade swap on picks, then I think maybe that might be the route to go. If you're getting rid of a digs who's scoring 20-some points a week to get a quarterback like Mac Jones who's averaging like eight points a week, I mean, right alone right there, that's going to hamper your – your. of course, yeah. you're not getting a zero at quarterback, but – Man, yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. The only digs if you could get like a top 10 guy out of it for some reason, but I don't think it would happen. So that's what I'm saying. It, you might just have to play filler at QB and hope guys play decent enough to carry you through. That's why I'd maybe make like a Minshew look at a Minshew. Look at look at the cheapest guys first and see if you can even get those guys. And then if you can't upgrade, great. But uh, you gotta, you're going to have to do something at QB if you're going to make a run for it because you, you can't stay where you're at. Uh, it's kind of this is kind of the consensus thought, but Jagger, what do you think? Um, my gut is I would tear down, I would tear a lot of this roster down because um, a lot of it's aging, and you don't have that first round pick. But to keep you within the window, <clears throat> and I don't know the team, I would feel more than comfortable selling Austin Eckler. I would try to get, I would try to go buy Josh Dobbs or something, or I would try to move CMC and Eckler to go get a two for one deal. Go get someone like Brian Robinson. Go get someone like Rashad White, and then go get another quarterback if that's possible. Like like those mid range guys, mid range guys that are scoring points that people might be low on. You could plug that in and then go get someone with uh, that quarterback floor and then fix that problem. And I know that's only one quarterback, but this is a reminder that super flex is what it is. It is super flex. Yes, you can play two quarterbacks and QBs have more value, but you don't have to. Like having CMC or Eckler in your super flex is probably just as value as anyone that you're going to get. So, but in all reality, I'm the guy, I, I I'm not a perpetual rebuilder. I just I like to go in with like an affinity gauntlet that's full of all my stones there. Like I would, I would try to, to sell Stefan Diggs, go get Garrett Wilson for next year. I would try to move CNC, go get Brees Hall or someone that's depreciated value and then rebuild that way. That's just me though. Yeah. In dynasty leagues, the name of the game is making the playoffs. Cause that's that. I mean, if you get a buy, that's great. You get, you know, but it's just getting in the playoffs and takes getting to the playoffs is skill. And then everything else is lucky after that. As far as, you know, we yep. all know how that works. If you get a buy, usually most most of the best teams are, are knocked out in the first and possibly the second round because of just fluke scoring. But it's uh it's man, I just I just feel like if you get if you were to get rid of uh you know Stefan Diggs or or Christian McCaffrey or something to get an even even a decent quarterback because everybody knows that McCaffrey's older, everybody knows that Eckler's older. Eckler's, you know, he's had some pretty decent games, but he's showing some signs of uh you know getting beat up a little bit. I just don't. Uh, I don't know what quarterback to go after or what what you can get because you just can't take zeros at a, at a quarterback position. So those are great. Those are good ideas about going after both of the you know Mac Jones uh, backup and also Aaron Rodgers backup. So if Rodgers does come back, you have a starting quarterback either way. But man, to trade away Diggs or something like that for a, a you know a part time backup quarterback is uh, oof. 
that would kill me. Yeah, I mean, if you got a rebuilding team that has Dobbs on their team or a rebuilding team that has Minshew, like those are two guys I'd go. If you're you're looking like, hey, I'm not going to give up any of my main pieces. I just need a QB. Like those guys are most likely only playing the rest of this year. So the team that has them, if they're rebuilding, they're like, hey, I want anything for those guys before their value goes to zero. So if there's if the teams that t- typically have them are not going to make the playoffs, in my case, if I'm not making the playoffs and I have a guy like that, I'm going to sell him for a third because I know that his value once the starter comes back next year is going to drop to to nothing for the most part. So unless the guy gets hurt again, so that's where I would maybe see if I could target those guys that nobody likes or aren't playing well, but are at least playing that can give you something. So at least if Mac Jones gets pulled you can replace him. I'd pick up his Bailey Zappi right away for sure to make sure I have him. And then uh, if I can make a Minshew or a Josh Dobbs, I think Dobbs is a great move. The Colts have a pretty reasonable schedule down the stretch that uh, Minshew should hopefully be able to put up decent games. Um, those are two guys I would shoot for for and just see if I can get draft picks, give up like lower draft picks for him. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That's uh that, those are some great ideas. That's you know, kind of what we're looking for is uh, some awesome ideas out of out of our guests and and also our co-host because I don't have any. So uh, that's why I bring smart people on to help me out with these shows. So thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, but uh, Jay, one more time, tell everybody where they can find you at all that kind of stuff, all the good stuff you do in the fantasy football world. Just find me over on Fantasy Blue Chip. Um, I make all, all my, a lot of my stuff over at Football Guys. Um, super easy to find. Um, my stupid face is all over the place. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. JT? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me, uh, The Stew with JT Brew, on Dynasty Pros Football channel, YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. Just look up The Stew with JT Brew. Uh, I got my gambling stuff on there. I have a hockey show on there. I do all kinds of different stuff on that channel. Also, if you're in IDP, you talked about earlier, I do my rankings on DLF. I also do a waiver wire article comes out every Wednesday for fan tracks. So check that out as well. Thank you very much. This has been a commissioner evaluation show. Much appreciated everyone. And we will see you around. Thanks for watching the commissioner evaluation show. It'll be on podcast form uh, tomorrow morning for all of you guys to listen. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Have a great week. And good luck.